back to another episode of Renaissance Man. I'm here with one of my oldest friends, probably my oldest friend, uh, not in age, though we just said this on Rob's Rhythms, uh, but in years of friendship, Mr. Jimmy Bartlett. How's it going, buddy? I'd prefer you refer to me as Master of Business Jimmy Bartlett, because I do have a master's degree in business. Okay. I feel like I never get to use that in anything in my Is real life. Is that going to be your nickname? So I want to be known as a master. Ladies and gentlemen, in a world. Where a man interviews another man for a show, for fun. The master of business, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Bartlett. Thank you. You like that better? Yes, that my tuition was now worth it. Did that? Did I help pay for your like? No, I'm going to be paying for it for the next thirty years of my life. But no, no, no pay it for doesn't it feel like, so useful. Pay for it in your soul. Oh, I thought you meant financially. <laughs> no, look at me. What are you kidding? Oh, that's true. What, are you crazy? I was going to put my paycheck from this towards I'm my I'm waiting for COVID notes. to be over so I can go sell my blood plasma. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want your plasma. Not after where you've been. Where have I been? On Renaissance Man. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Um... <laughs> So, a uh, little behind the scenes info, I, our, our, our friend friend of the show and friend in real life, Max, was like, uh, I was like, do you want to be on the show? And he's like, I just spent 10 minutes setting up the perfect mic levels, and then we had a video issue, so this is just going to be an audio podcast, so make sure to listen to this on all your streaming platforms. But um, yeah, so we just cut an episode of Rob's Rhythm where we talked all about the music, but this show, what I love about it is it is the definition of Renaissance man or woman. Um, we can talk about whatever we want. So if you want to talk about pedophile rings with Jeffrey Epstein, we can do that. We can go wherever you'd like to oh, go. Oh, don't get me started. No. But um, so why don't you go ahead and pick a subject and we'll roll with that. You're the host. You pick a subject. Oh, I know I'm the host. I got a whole list of them in my head. So what's it been like working in the healthcare industry during the pandemic? Right out of the gate. It's a continuous nightmare. <laughs> Do tell. Each day I wake up, uh, each day I cry, and each day I go to sleep. Uh, it's been pretty wild, but I'm in the business side of healthcare. I'm not in patient care, so uh, it's not been that crazy for me personally. But you do get to see a different side of it when maybe some people don't, so they don't believe in things, or they don't things think things are as bad as they might be, or they don't take it as seriously because they don't see it, it doesn't affect them. Love so. Love it. I mean, it's, well, and your wife works in healthcare as well. Yeah, so. she's on the front lines, I'm on the sidelines. How's, how's she been handling all of it? She's been handling it good. She's in orthopedics though. So she's not really seeing it, uh, you know, like an ER nurse or an ICU nurse would see it. Right. So that's a bit different. But, but you do see more, well, especially you've been working from home, for, correct? Yeah, for, for a few six, months. Six months? Coming up, yeah. Almost. Coming up on Can it. Can you believe it's March. been six months? No, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like five years. Kind of, yeah. I still feel like we're in January. I feel like I'm just stuck in time. Like what does time even yeah, matter Yeah, like weekends don't, are not a thing anymore. Nothing matters anymore. It's true. It's, and it's weird. It's yeah. just all so weird. Because I just, I was talking with somebody the other day and it's like, it started slow. I'll never forget like that first Saturday in March, I was kind of seeing some stuff going on on Twitter. I made a couple phone calls and was like, you know, should I go out and like stock up on toilet paper? Because it seems to be people are doing that. And I went to Sam's Club a few days later and like they barely had any left in stock. I was able to get some and kind of stock up on other supplies and then like two days after that my mom called and was like hey I've been to four stores I can't find toilet paper anywhere and I'm like well I'll go to Sam's and pick some up I know they got some left and I met my sister over there and it was a total shit show and that was the start of just all of it and yeah, my just, mom bought a bunch of napkins because she she figured out you don't have you to buy toilet paper, you can napkins. buy napkins. You cannot supposed so to. So she bought a shitload okay. of commercial, like, the napkins you put in the napkin holders at restaurants. I don't want to sound. And then my dad had a box of toilet paper of, like, 200 rolls that fell off a truck. So he got the, he got the fall off a truck box of toilet paper. And it's, like, 0.5 ply. 
0.5 You gotta use it's not like even one a, ply. no, you gotta use like a handful. It's like a third apply. See, that's the deal though, is that you just go through more toilet paper. Yeah. But what But it fell off a truck, so it's free. I don't wanna sound like all hoity toity like Hello, I'm gonna say this. But uh what most people don't understand is that the reason you're not supposed to flush anything other than toilet paper is because toilet paper disintegrates in the water. Where bounty paper towels do not. Well, yeah. <laughs> they clog up your septic system. Yeah, hardcore, hardcore. Um, but I just like I don't know, it just it seems like forever ago, but then at the same time it feels like it was yesterday. And I think when this is all over, um, I just don't think the world will ever be the same again. I hope it doesn't because when this is all over is, I feel like a phrase people keep saying, it ain't going to be over. And what do you refer to as this is over? What is this and what is over? Well, I think most people say when there's a vaccine and it's readily available. Sure. America, we're going to stick you with the cost of the vaccine, probably. Most countries, it's going to be free, but America, you're going you're gonna to pay for it. Uh, even then, though, even when there's a vaccine, there's no proof yet that it's going to work. Hopefully it does. But even it, say it does and we get it out and it becomes like nothing and we get out the vaccine and everything's totally cool. Uh, nothing has changed and we're acting like this is some random like once in a century biblical event when in reality it's like we've been building up to this for decades of our terrible terrible treatment of ourselves so you think it will go back to normal or it'll this will forever change everything no i hope this will change things and that we'll take things more seriously i think there's a strong desire money in the corporate world to shift everything back to normal don't worry about it well, yeah, you know, there'll be a vaccine. Greedy people then, are greedy people. Well, there'll be a vaccine, and then go back to your daily life. Nothing ever happened. Uh, but who's to say we got a vaccine? Twenty twenty one, we're on easy street. Twenty twenty two, coronavirus two comes out. Um, I mean, these came from at least I think their best bet still, or their best guess is still from the wet markets over in China. Those haven't changed. Like none of the conditions that led to coronavirus have changed. Uh, same thing with like MRSA with like uh, methicillin resistant Staphylococcus aureus. This is just fun to say. It's just a mouthful to say. Um, so highly, highly antibacterial resistant uh, diseases. They're resistant to antibiotics. Those are always on the rise. Uh, it's a huge problem. Scientists have been screaming about it for decades, like the last like 20 years because of over prescribing of antibiotics. People take 10 days antibiotics, they take it for two days, they also say I'm better. Food. Sure, yeah, to somewhat extent, yeah. But I'm talking mainly prescription antibiotics, mm -hmm. prescribed for things that don't require them. Anyway, it's breeding superbugs, which is what they refer to them as, which are, and there's already several strains, different type of diseases of these bugs that, what they used to be able to be treated with just a course of antibiotics and you're good to go but now they've evolved to become immune to these antibiotics because they've been hit with them so many times and then not in the right way. So basically it acts like a vaccine, but reverse, like the vaccine works against us because the bacteria becomes immune to the antibiotics or the virus, virus or bacteria. So we could have another coronavirus anytime and it could be like much worse. All things really? considered, this is pretty, we got off pretty easy. I mean, wow. coronavirus is not good, but considering the population that it affects, largely the elderly, largely people with pre-existing conditions, can you imagine what our response would be if this was like a black plague, like Spanish flu level? Like if this was like the Spanish flu or like a, you know, say instead of like 1% of people who got it died, 50 or 60% of people who got it died. And it just wiped, you know what I mean? Like look at our, this is our reaction to something not extremely serious it is serious but it's not on like a global extinction serious and this is our reactions i can't wait till there's a a virus that's truly scary out there that's really gonna mess us up wow I... so how about those new dc movies <laughs> what's your opinion on the snyder cut that all right i don't even feel like a host right now 
You just like laid like me and we like we shoot the shit all the time. You just laid it all out on the table. Oh, this is just one master of business's opinion. It doesn't it doesn't greatest, amount to anything. Greatest segue of all time. So how about those DC films? Let's go back to the COVID real quick. Okay. Um I just have so many questions. Right out of the gate. Starting in early to mid-June, at least in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You would go places, and it seemed to be that a lot of people forgot that COVID nineteen had ever even happened. Early to me, yeah, yeah. I'm, After I think that a lot first, of places like, in the country. Two months. Yeah. Well, our leadership from the top down has been, you know, anti everything. So people, unfortunately, tend to take their cues from leadership. Uh, we, you look at other countries. What leadership? Right. Well, you look at other countries like South Korea, where they've got it's something like. Three in every 100 or 1,000, I can't remember exactly, people, I, I think it's maybe three in every 100, something like that, get, you know, got coronavirus per capita. 100,000. Three in 100,000. Not three in 100,000. I can't remember what it is. Okay. Anyway, ours is nuts compared to theirs. Oh, well, yeah. And people say, well, they're a, diff- they're a smaller country, but it's, if you do, con- if you do per capita, it doesn't matter. It right. doesn't matter the size of the country then. You're comparing apples to apples if you eat per capita. Right. So our response has been hilariously bad. It's why Americans are still, I believe, still banned from most countries traveling to. They don't want us. I know. Why would you Why would keep you getting want caught us? trying to jump the border to Canada and they keep throwing us back out, which is hilarious. Yeah. Canadians are complaining dirty Americans are jumping over the border. We're going to taste of our own medicine. But it's true. I mean, it's all true. Like, I learned very early on that this country has just become the laughing stock of the world. We yeah, we've lost a lot of our uh, credibility. Our credibility over the last couple of years, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's like like I said, I I know people on the on both sides like the extremes. I I guess. Sure. Be a good way yeah, same for it. me, yeah. And you've we've had conversations about this, but Especially the the antis, the the non-believers. Yeah. Like the statistics and the quote unquote facts. Being anti anything is that they throw out like, oh well, you know, I was reading on Facebook the other day that most of you know, oh, died in a motorcycle accident, market COVID nineteen. And it's like, where do you get your news? Like what and like every single time I've had a conversation with somebody that still is not with the program Yeah. after six months. It's like, where did you read that? And every single time they either can't give me an answer or they say Facebook or they say, Joe Blow sent me an article via text message. And I'm like, oh, well, who wrote the article? I don't know. And it's like, that's where we're at. And don't get me wrong, you turn on CNN and it's like, they're kind of spewing their shit too you know what i mean sure as i said being anti anything being 100 percent on either side is right. you're playing the fool you you got to be in the middle and you got to see both sides for what they are unfortunately some things it doesn't make any sense some things are just facts some things are just science you know it, it don't matter how what your political take on it is some things are not well, that's the like point. wearing I mean, a mask that's... in america right now is a political stance everywhere else in the world it's just a public health issue. It's something that people do to be polite that people don't seem to understand here is, is, a, is a thing. I don't know. I've known people who were anti-mask, but I asked them if they would cover. So if, I'm gonna, if I sneeze on you, would you want me to cover my, my mouth or do you want me just to sneeze right in your face? Oh, ew, that's gross. Cover your mouth. Oh. Oh. Oh, well. No. Okay. You're saying covering my mouth so right. I don't get germs on you is okay. Right. right. Yeah. So I think that, I don't know, I think, I think Zack Snyder's gonna bring a different take to it, but I don't know <laughs> if it's gonna be enough new footage for me to wanna really sit down for three hours and watch Ben Affleck again as Batman, but I, it might be. God damn it. It could be. I had the best segue. Speaking of masks, let's talk about the Cape Crusader. I don't know if your audience wants uh, to listen to two people ramble uh, about Ramble about the horrible current events that they get um, out of their daily life anyway. Well, so we'll get right to the Snyder Cut. So I... <laughs> right to the Snyder Cut. I, yeah. I, know, I know three things to be true. The first, Death, taxes, and what? 
Snyder Cut. Uh, the first thing that I know to be true is that the Snyder Cut, whatever, wherever you side with it, fandom mm -hmm. is far more toxic than even Star Wars. What do people listen to your podcast for? Is it for music? Is it for movies? What is what is the That's Renaissance? That's kind meaning? of the whole point. All of it. Okay. Just what we're going to talk about. What we're going to talk about. Okay. I'm doing this for me. Okay. And branding. Branding, T-shirts, merch. Okay. The whole fucking thing. All right, we'll get you. A, give me the Snyder Cut T-shirt. Um, it's more toxic than fandom. What is the Snyder Cut? It, like more toxic than what? Than Star Wars. Mm. It has been. Maybe that, recently. That I know. To be I don't true. know. Star Wars is the OG toxic. Well, fandom. they are. They are. Well, I don't DCEU in general. I don't subscribe. I, think before Star Wars. I don't subscribe to the term toxic fan base either. I think that's a marketing term. Okay. Made up by these companies who don't want to be held accountable when they pump out garbage and people don't like it. I think it's a scapegoat and a, a bit of like a, a, I don't know if I'm using the term correctly, a straw man argument. More it's a scapegoat to say that uh, people didn't like, people didn't like the new Star Wars because they're toxic and uh, misogynist and not because it was a horrible train wreck of trying to jam out the first Star Wars again in a soft disguised reboot and then switching directors twice and having no yeah. vision for the for the franchise other than letting Kathleen no Kennedy plan. just go nuts. And now well, it's because I don't like women is really why <laughs> it's no it's, And then Kathleen Kennedy comes out last week and it's like, yeah, Star Wars is gonna kinda take a step back for a bit. And yeah. it's like well, and they're no gonna, shit. And you they're, gonna, they're gonna ignore the, the the new Star Wars that they come out with they have already said is going to ignore well, they're, they're going to the pretend that the Skywalker saga, yeah, but they're just going to ignore that any of that happened. I guess, I guess what I mean, so I stand with you with everything that you've said. The only the, what I'll add to it is what I mean by toxic is sure. that. So a movie comes out and people go, "Oh, I really enjoyed that film," and some people go, "I didn't like that movie. It wasn't for me." Mm -hmm. And then you always got some people out there, a very small percentage, that. Oh, that's the greatest film ever made. Or this movie was a train wreck, and I'm just gonna shit all over it every chance I get. Right? Oh, absolutely. Now that's the majority. But now that because you know I've been studying film my whole life, and it's like I you know you know this as well as I do. We've been in the movies a thousand times together. Uh, the last ten years, it's completely become uh, in terms of like for the most part, not all, but for the most part. Mm -hmm. The movies that are going to make a billion dollars are, are sure. bought in IPs. They're, they're, they have a built-in audience. They have a brand, whether it's the Disney live-action remakes, or it's the MCU, or it's the DCEU, or it's Star Wars, mm -hmm. or it's the Fast and the Furious, mm -hmm. or it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson doing Dwayne the Rock Johnson things, or Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible, or whatever. Built-in IP audience. And now it's become like, oh, I liked Star Wars. I thought it was fine. But the internet, I think because of social media, I think gives a voice to a lot more of the fringe people that want to just yell out into the void. Sure, and we yeah, learned absolutely. that, especially with like when Batman versus Superman came out, and then The Last Jedi. Yeah. Big time. And, and to your point, they just weren't good movies. It's got nothing to do with anything other than the fact that they had no plan. Kathleen Kennedy makes a lot of money for Disney, but should not be in that position because Ke look at what Kevin Feige's done with the MCU. He's made a bunch of money, and Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, it can be um, done. It Just because it didn't work out once doesn't mean that right. there's some nefarious reason. It can be done. They just right. didn't do it right. And nobody, I just don't think anybody wants to take anything at face value. So similar to the D similar with Star Wars, the DCEU with the Snyder Cut, Back to all my things that are true. There's toxic fandoms out there. Uh, number two, DC wanted to copy Marvel. And I think they learned... At the, are you talking about the... At, originally. Originally. Not the last, like, two years they've had to reverse course. Yes. But starting with Man of Steel in 2013, they were basically, well, look at what Marvel's doing. We're going to do the same thing. And it shit fairly quickly because Zack Snyder's vision of what he wanted to do did not fit what DC wanted to do. So what did they do with Justice League? They bring in the guy that directed the Avengers. Right. 
And then number three, I personally think they have had issues with Ben Affleck. I think Ben Affleck has gone through some personal things and my heart's with him and I'm glad he's, you know, seems like he's really gotten some help. But I think when you're Batman and you're, you're Warner Brothers and you're going to pump out these movies that are bombing critically and Justice League didn't even make $750 million in the box office. That movie should have easily made $1.5 It's the fucking Justice League. Yeah. And it bombed. Yeah, growing up, everybody knew who the Justice League was. Nobody had Nobody ever knew the... Who the fuck was Iron Man? Yeah. I didn't read Iron Man growing up. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But look at what Disney did with it. Yeah. Whereas with this situation, it's like they ate shit. And so obviously they've... But Snyder left the production. Because... Didn't he leave the production? They because fired him. That's all come out recently within the last few months. I thought he, he left the production because like his son died. His daughter daughter his daughter died yeah well from what we've learned that's not totally all factual based on all the news that's come out in the last few months and it's still a lot of this is speculation because these never come out and fully said it but Zack Snyder had a vision Mm -hmm. and there was going to be another movie after this and Warner Brothers due to Batman. I mean, have you seen the Batman versus Superman extended, like the R-rated extended cut? No. Once it's was slightly enough. The better. theatrical cut it's was enough. slightly better than the theatrical cut. Okay. And you're going, And you're going, hmm, if you would have had total freedom and creative control, this could have been like 30% better. I guess. I just, I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder. I don't like okay. his style. I think it works great in his own, like 300 Nobody can say 300 wasn't innovative for the time. It wasn't entertaining it's so for the dated time. Now. Sure. And but that's the problem is because it is dated because he they gave him the keys to the DC kingdom and then he copied his same horrible style over and it just doesn't that gritty slow motion drab color palette dark take on superheroes looks a little ridiculous at least marvel had sort of the the intelligence to bring some levity to it you got a guy running around in a you know in a friggin captain america outfit with a shield you know what i mean they bring some comedy to it there's some lighter tones to it because it is what it is it's people running around in costumes beating up bad guys right it isn't some dark character study drama period piece thing that for some reason Snyder loves to try to force onto because I mean I get it that's his style but watching Superman beat Zod for 15 minutes or 30 minutes at the end of that movie across just destroying city blocks and fist fighting each other that's like that's not Superman I watched Justice League cartoon and read the comic you know what I mean Superman Right. Is not uh, as dark and brooding and drab as that, despite... In general, usually. No yeah, I, there's sure, there's dark takes on every superhero. Everyone's done it. Right. But to just keep doing that over and over again, I think that's part of why Marvel's universe tends to work better is because you got, if you want darker films, you can go this way. If you want more comedy films, you can go this way. That's what I, I love. I mean, Doctor Strange has got that that vibe and Guardians of the Galaxy has a very different vibe but yeah. they both work right they all work because they all have the, the director's voice behind them and their vision and their unfortunately they just gave everything to one dude and it just was not so what play. do you I mean are you excited about the Snyder Cut you'll watch it I'll probably watch it because okay. it looks different enough it's four hours long four one hour Ugh, yeah yeah, it's weird that it's episodes now and not just a movie. Well, after it's over, they're going to do like a whole, you can watch it all in one. Yeah, I know. but Similar to The Hateful Eight. Oh, God. The Hateful Eight remake. What is it? Extended or whatever? Exterior shots. It's just exterior tracking shots and like exterior caravan shots. Ugh. Right. I liked Hateful Eight. I, I, I defend I, it. I thoroughly People enjoyed don't it. like it. I, I liked it. No, I liked it way better once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. I did like Once Upon a Time Hollywood a lot better. Really? Yeah. I do not understand the hate that movie got. And got Parasite it. won everything else. Are you kidding me? Don't get me started. Parasite was a great movie. It is a fine film. 
Bong, I'm not going to pronounce his name. I don't know his name. Bong Joon-ho, Kim Ho, Joon-ho, Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. I like a lot of his other movies. Do not like, or I liked Parasite. I just don't. Best film, international film, best picture, best what do you think or whatever else it was. I don't even remember. They were all garbage. There was, there was not a whole lot of great options to choose from last year. Joker? Eh, he's pointing to a Joker sign. I don't know. Joker was okay. It was good. Right. Best film? We saw it opening night. But best film? Well, I mean, I don't know. What is, you know. Achievement in filmmaking, I should say. Well, okay, so that... Achievement so, okay. in filmmaking? Not to get into... So I do a, do a show called Mandate Movies with my friend Ben, which you've been on before. Once or back, twice, yeah. Back in the old days when we just had like two viewers on YouTube. Now we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, we've talked about this. I will die on the hill of the phrase that you just said. Every single year, somebody walks out and says, and the award for best picture in achievement in filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then they open the envelope. And it's like, where do you want me to start? Apocalypse Now should have beat Kramer versus Kramer. Alien should have beat Kramer versus Kramer for Best Picture. Yeah. Why? They were achievements in filmmaking. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Raging Bull should have beat Ordinary People. Why? Because it was literally an achievement in filmmaking, the way they shot those fight scenes, right? Back to 2008, The Dark Knight should have beat Slumdog Millionaire. Saving Private Ryan in 1998 should have beat Shakespeare in Love. Right? I know, you're nodding your head. You're agreeing with me. I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. But my point is... Who were the nominees last year? Uh, Parasite, me. Joker... Um, Once Upon a Time, right? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There were nine of them, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I think Loaded I saw... Ju I, was Judy nominated for Best Picture? I know her name's was for Best Actress. Max, can you pull that up real quick? Um, here's my point, and I'll die on this hill. As far as I'm concerned, the Avengers Endgame should have won Best Picture. Why? Because it was an achievement in filmmaking. It was an achievement in film. I would support that. You've never in history of film have you had 23 movies that led up to this no. fucking spectacle. It is the where new, you, it's the new way filmmaking is going to be for the rest of our lives. You have 50 A-list yeah. and B-list actors and actresses yeah. on screen at the same time in a three-hour film that makes $2.8 billion in the box office and unthrones, dethrones Avatar as the biggest film of all time. I would agree. Yeah. And then, spoiler alert, they kill Iron Man on screen with a bunch of five-year-olds in the audience. Yeah. That's an achievement in filmmaking. I liked the last movie better than Endgame, but it was... You liked Infinity War better as a film. Okay. 1917. 1917? Mm. See, that movie was over... Did you see it? No, I want to. But to me, that movie looks like an achievement in filmmaking. I don't know why. It's a better achievement in filmmaking. Have you ever seen the 1948 film Rope, directed by Alfred Hitchcock? Of course I've seen the 1948 film Rope, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. You're being sarcastic. I'm being very sarcastic. Okay. So that, it's similar. It's all, it's, 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 it, there is more than one take, one shot, but it looks like it's a seamless... Sure, people have done continuous shots. Children right, right. of Men. Right. I love that shot with Clive Owen and that child. Right. Fantastic So movie. they were kind of selling it on that. Okay. Sam Mendes on that. Once saw the movie. The continuous shot. Once saw in the air movie quotes. opening opening day and was like, it's fine. Sure. The acting was fine. The plot, eh. That's why I didn't feel like there, any of there them wasn't were much to the in movie. Filmmaking. There wasn't much to the movie other than the cinematography, which was phenomenal. I would say Avengers was was Avengers last year, right? Avengers Endgame was twenty nineteen. I would I would say that, that that would be the biggest achievement. In filmmaking. in filmmaking from those choices that we were given. A dark comedy from the Korean director who makes dark comedies, not really an achievement in filmmaking. It's just new to America. He makes, he makes stories about class all the time. Right. Snowpiercer was just not, not a beat you over the head story about class. What was that class. fucking movie, Roma, from two years ago? Oh, that ago? piece of shit with okay, the it, Hunger Games well, chick? It was, the movie was... Oh, no, that, the uh, one with the woman in the... Roma, the black and white Netflix film. Yeah, with the Mexican children. It was beautiful. Or Spanish children. Yeah. yeah. And I get it. And it was a very art house kind of movie. Sure. The way it was kind of shot, the cinematography, sure. the whatever. 
just it didn't work for me. I just I personally didn't like it. But do you feel like it was an achievement? Did they achieve something? No, but it didn't win Best Picture either. Green Book won Best Picture. That's not an achievement in anything. Which that movie, especially now, should be thrown in the garbage. It's can. Video Morgenstein. Video vi, Viggo Mortensen. Video Morgenstein. Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. Um, what were the other nominees from last year, Max? 1917, Ford versus Ferrari. That was fine. Joker. Fine. Fine. Once Joker. upon a time. Joker fine. was a good movie. Parasite. Not an achievement. The Irishman. The, okay. Little Women. Mm. Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story. Mm. Marriage Story was a okay. Listen. I'll, I'll, I'm going to say this and I'm going to stand by it. I thought Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver were both great in that movie. I also thought Laura Dern and was it Michael Keaton? Did he play the other lawyer? Yeah. Why? Who played the other lawyer? Was oh, Ray Liotta. Yeah. Ray Liotta played yeah. the other lawyer. Yeah. They were all great. It was literally a modernized version of Kramer versus Kramer. Okay. It's a, literally a movie about a couple that's getting a divorce and they have one child. <laughs> that's the fucking movie. Fine. The Irishman, I loved the Irishman. I love the Irishman too. I, Just not the blue eyes. Would I say it was an achievement? The blue eyes and the fact that he's beating people up with his crippled 79-year-old, 85-year-old man body. Figure out how old he was because like when he first yeah. meets Joe Pesci and Joe yeah. Pesci calls him kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm young like, kid. Wait a second. I could do that for you, sir. How old I'm, is this guy sir, supposed to be? Yeah. I'm transporting what meat or whatever it is, sir. And he's supposed to be whatever 19 I, who knows how he's, he looks like he's 87 that being said it's the best thing joe pesci's done in 20 years and it was fantastic it's the best it's thing pacino has done in 20 because like de niro like pacino I, is great as hoffa he was phenomenal yeah and but like i loved robert de niro in um uh silver Linings playbook i thought that was a great performance with him okay so de niro's done stuff recently that's like got some clout yeah jack but, and jill <laughs> Was that that was Pacino? I thought. Yeah, was that Pacino? Was that Pacino? Yeah, with the Dunkachino. Yeah, a thirty-minute Dunkin' Donuts commercial in the oh middle of a movie. Gosh. At the end of a movie, what a piece. Oh anyway. My gosh, The Irishman was fine. What, they were all fine. What, what, what were the rest of them, Max? Nineteen seventeen. Uh, Ford, Ford versus Ford. Ferrari was. Yeah, they fine. were all fine. They Jojo were all Rabbit. fine. None of them were a Jojo Rabbit was. I liked it. It was a good movie. That being said, and I told Max this last night when we were working on some music stuff. I recently had a conversation with somebody and they were like, oh, you know, I watched Jojo Rabbit. And I'm like, oh, what do you think? Oh, I really liked it. Oh, Taika Waititi, great. You know, they were like, what'd you think about it? And I said, do you want my honest opinion? And they're like, well, of course. And I said, my honest opinion, I got done watching Jojo Rabbit and not to bring the mood down, but my honest opinion was the movie ended and I kind of like sat in silence for a moment and thought, wait, this shit went on for five years before America got involved. Like, for f solid five years, this shit was going down in Europe, and we didn't do anything about it. And millions and millions of people were killed. And I'm just like, eh. We had a lot of people in America who were all for it, like Henry Ford. That's psychopath. <laughs> they, were all, they were all for it. There was, like, there was an American uh, Nazi party, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, this is, now I'm just sad. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, seriously, that was my honest take. Like, I watched it and I was like, this was a good movie. I, that's what, and then I it ended. That's kind was, of what they were intending to do. And I was just like. Sam Rockwell's character was fantastic. They're all fantastic in that movie. ScarJo was great. Yeah. And I'm just like, this went on for a long time. And we just let it happen. How great is Stephen Merchant in that movie? It's great. Fan that that's my favorite scene great. in the whole movie. He was also phenomenal. The fifteen Logan. Heil Hitlers the whole time. That's so funny. He was phenomenal in Logan. Oh, as Oracle or whatever he's, Not yeah, Oracle. he's a weirdo. Um I'm blanking on his name. Because they had a different actor that played him in uh, uh Yeah. Not what was the one before Dark Apocalypse. Yeah. 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 But that's I mean, that's he my point. He plays a good goggle eyed freak in any movie Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my point, is that, like, to me, and I've said this a thousand times, the Avengers Endgame should have won Best Picture. It, if you're going by an achievement in filmmaking, sure. Yeah. Best just, Picture, just like the Dark as Knight. far as which ones the old 90-year-old white guy Academy likes, then I guess it's whatever one. But that's that's my point at the end of the day. If you're going to come out and say any award for achievement filmmaking goes to, yeah, you got to give it to something else. If you're going to come out and go, this is the movie that... I don't they get, voted on and won Best Picture. I just don't get what, what, why Parasite? Was it to be like woke? Was it why? 
why Parasite? Like it didn't, it wasn't like a crazy runaway hit. It wasn't like a indie darling. It wasn't like a, it, I don't know where it's coming from. I I don't know anybody who watched or even knew of the movie my, until my, like right before, until they announced the Oscars list and it was on the best picture. I watched it before it had come out. Mm-hmm. I watched it like, uh, you know, online like a long time before it became on the, you know, before it became known. I'm just saying that isn't because I like that director. So when I saw, oh, he's kind of on a new movie. Oh, that's pretty good. I would have never in my wildest dreams thought that is going to be the, because going to sweep the Oscars shortly. I've never would have thought that. And anybody that I talked to had no clue what Parasite was until it was announced as a Best Picture nominee. And even then, I don't think half the people I know have ever even seen it still. My point is very simple. The year before, every it, Roma was nominated. Yeah. It's a Spanish film. Yeah. You know, now it won Best, you know, Foreign Film. So in my head, it was like, well, Parasite will win Best Foreign Film, no problem. But when Bong won Best Director, I was like, ooh, they didn't give it to Sam Mendes. This is interesting. Yeah. And then it won Best Picture. And, you know, not to offend anybody, but to me, the Academy Awards is an American mm. thing, mm-hmm. and it's a foreign film. I saw a lot of weird, yeah, there was some won, weird racism that like came creeping out all of a sudden. One best of foreign film. Yeah. So, best picture from the American Academy Awards yeah. should be a movie that is from America. Yeah, I because that's just I that's what I personally believe. But at the same time, like you said, I think they just split the vote. I mean, who you know? Let's say there's a thousand, you know, and I know there's more than that, but there's a thousand people that that vote, you know, right? Make it a nice round number, and a hundred of them voted for this, and a hundred of them voted for that, and this got a hundred and fifty votes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I don't. I guess I agree with the foreign film thing. It to me then just get rid of foreign film and just right. have best film in the world. Like, right, just and that's best a di- film that's a different that conversation. anybody came out with. Sure, that's I, a different I would support that. But if you're gonna have foreign film be a separate category, then why would a foreign film also win best picture and, right. and be nominated for best picture? And I think for just the get academy, rid of foreign film, man. remember last summer when they came out with uh, we're gonna have like. Most, the most popular film award. Yeah. So to me, it's like, okay, get rid of best. What does popular mean? Box office receipts? Well, that was the question. Just get called the Disney Award. The Disney Award presents that Marvel was, Award for the best the film. Yeah. So my point is pretty simple. If you want to go meet in the middle somewhere, get rid of international film and just have straight up best picture. Sure. And then have best popular film like most popular film or whatever however you want to phrase but it I've, do we need an award for that just go on like box office mojo and look up best you know highest grossing film of 2019 do we need an academy yeah, award for it well you know what I mean it's kind of here's your trophy for making the most money it doesn't it's Hollywood stroking themselves well that's what the whole thing is I, yeah. it's just a big fucking stroke fest. yeah yeah you know yeah. and I'm telling you right now I, at the age that I'm at if I'm gonna come in and crash Hollywood fine but I'm not gonna sit here and you know fucking put on a nice smiling face. At the end of the day, it's just a stroke fest. Do do uh, the Academy Award for least least pedophilic director, least <laughs> least embattled production. Which one has the least? Right. Yeah. Least uh, least worst. At Twitter least nobody's history. thinking Harvey Weinstein anymore. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know Weinstein. Yeah. Well, what's scumbag. who's the gar- who's Guardians of the Galaxy guy? He James got, Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn got treated. Suicide Squad. I know. Uh, he's back. Uh, I think he's doing Guardians 3, too. He is. 100%. After everyone signed that letter saying, we're not going to do Guardians 3 unless you get him back. Dave Batista. Because he made some vocal. poor Twitter jokes 10 plus years ago. But that ago. was the same thing with Kevin Hart. He made a comment 10 years ago yeah. when that language was still acceptable. Yeah. And thought it was funny. Yeah. Made a tweet. Yeah. And then. You know, it was what it was. I don't know the Kevin Hart situation. All I know is a James Gunn one because it was funny. I'll tell because you, it was literally I'll tell just you what he said shock humor when he was working with trauma or whatever. It was just shock humor 10 years ago. Bottom line is this. We've gone two years now with no host. And I didn't think I was... Wasn't Ricky Gervais like the host? No, he does the fucking Golden Globes. 
Who did the, who did the Oscars last year? Nobody. No, it, it was been, it was two people, wasn't it? No, it's been two years in a row. You're thinking of the Golden Globes or the Emmys? What am I thinking? I'm telling you right now, they've not had a host. Steve Martin. The last two who? years. No. He's Kevin Hart was part of it. They made jokes. Him and Chris Rock came out. And made jokes. They came right? out. Okay, they I'm not going to say they have yeah. presenters, but yes. there wasn't a host. Okay, no. but they may come out and they kind of acknowledge the tongue sure. in cheek. There's no host. Sure, sure, sure. But they're kind of like the it's. But yeah. the 2020 and the 2019, both years, there's been no host. What's the point? Well, that's the thing. Is I don't think anybody wants to host. No, you know, why would you want to host the Oscars? They're going to dig up everything you've ever made a comment of in well, your entire life. Yes. And it goes against the fact that people can change and grow and be better. Just turn off the internet. Well, why don't we just turn off the internet and save everyone the trouble? You don't live inside your phone like I do. Well, that's true, I guess, yeah. I literally live inside of it. Um... I do, but I'm in, a, in a, I'm in different worlds than you. We're in different worlds within the same right. internet bubble. Right. Yeah. Right. Different universes. Uh, yeah, I don't go on Twitter. I, the social media universe is far removed from me. That's the multiverse theory. What's the, the multiverse theory? Internet. Max, I don't know if the mics are picking up Max. What? I know. I don't need them to. The internet is the multiverse. The internet is the multiverse? Theory. Speaking of the multiverse... Uh, I would like to definitely make sure we address two more things on this show before we can talk about anything else. Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. I'm excited. I, dude, I almost cried. What I, is that? Wait, what is it in? I was driving to Indiana. To That's in some gym. weird thing. I had an N95 mask on and fucking gloves. What is and it? And a full suit to go work out because I hadn't worked out in like three months in Indiana. And the, I'm listening to Isn't a he show. coming back though in like some Flash thing? Flashpoint. What is that? The, so the, the in the comics, the Flashpoint thing. I know Flashpoint Paradox. <laughs> I know Flashpoint okay, Paradox. Okay, all right. Okay, once again, because we've established, you know comic books, I know the film side of things. So the Flashpoint, well, you know film too. But what are I, they doing with it? Um, He's going to be traveling in the multiverse. Whom? Whom's? Flash. The Ezra Flash. Miller's Flash. Ezra Miller's Flash. Ezra Miller's Is this Flash. going to be like another... Is this like, like a spinoff from Justice League? I guess. Okay. So and it's a movie? Yes. Okay. My theory is, is he's going to end up meeting with Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton. It's going to kind of be like Batman Beyond, where like he's like an old Batman and he's going to train. God, I wish they would make Flash. Batman Beyond into a property so much. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, there's so much cool shit they could do. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, yes. I think Matt Reeves will with the fifth Batman film, because th- I'm convinced he's going to make five Batman films, not three. Bring, bring, okay, and I said this on my show last week, but you haven't, you might not listen to the show. Uh, if I'm Warner Brothers, I am talking to Joaquin Phoenix going, how much money do you want to make a second Joker film? Yeah. Go, make a second Joker film where yeah. he escapes from Arkham, hires his henchman. I'm cringe. Starts uh-huh. his criminal underworld. Uh-huh. Okay. We get two Batman films, right? Along with the HBO Max Gotham series, the Gotham PD, the R-rated show with Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Okay. And then, I, don't hate, I don't hate Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I love it. I like that's a good choice. I, I, I totally love that. it. Yeah. And then in the third Batman film, he meets Robin. And then maybe in the fourth Batman film, or the third one, I don't know, something like that. We'll figure it out. Joker shows up. Joaquin Phoenix is Joker. Yeah, but you're talking like eight to ten years from now, if you're talking like third or fourth franchise Batman film. All right, so maybe we meet Robin you're in the talking second movie. Like a decade from Joker now in production time. Movie. Sure. But you get where I'm going. Are we all going to be alive? And then in the right. fifth Batman film, Robin dies, and they do the Batman Beyond thing. Now Pattinson's old and grizzled, and they can age him up ten years. Who's going to play Terry McGinnis? I don't know. Somebody that's wearing diapers right now. That's depressing. Somebody's in high school. The idea that we have to have a Batman film every year until we're dead. But, 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 here, but this is my point. How awesome is it that we're going to have three Batmans at the same time? Ben Affleck. Not that awesome. Why do we need to milk goddamn every character? You just got done saying you want to see Batman Beyond. I do want to see Batman Beyond, but I want to see it like Joker. I want to see an independent one-off production with a director who's got a vision, and that's just what I want to see. I want to see him tell one story. I don't don't want to buy into the franchise. I don't need to see Joker ever again. I don't need to see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Joker ever again in my life, and I'd be perfectly happy. Okay. He did a fantastic job. It was a good movie. Never want to see. Score was phenomenal. Score was great. Great movie. Not best picture. Not achievement filmmaking. It was was a good movie. (laughs) Well, no, it was Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy Comedy. put in a blender. Sure, when with clown makeup on (laughs) and eighties, dirty, dirty New York. 
feel. Fantastic. Great. Okay. Good take on the Joker. Original kind of take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a lot to live up through with Heath Ledger's Joker. Everyone thought he was going to be terrible. It was going to be shitty. Turned out to be great. Made a billion dollars as an R-rated movie. There's an achievement in filmmaking. Uh, never again. Thank you. That was perfect. Don't need any more. Thank you. Don't okay. need. Don't need 15 films now. So how do you feel the about this never flash one of them. movie then? With its kind of backdoor way of doing it. I mean, and I, this is all speculation, but kind sure. of doing like a Batman Beyond type of situation. But what, what does it do with Batman Beyond? Is he going into the future? Where does Batman Beyond fit into this? It's it's an old Batman Infinity. that's that's it's an old Batman Plus that's, that's going to show somebody else the ropes and kind of pass the torch. Yeah, but you could argue that's Robin. You could argue that's uh, yeah. the Dark Knight, where he's got the uh, female redhead Robin, whose name I can't remember. Okay. No, no, she's Robin Batman actually in the in the thing. I can't remember what her name is. Yeah. yeah. And there's because um, there's two Robins, right? There's. No, there's there's like three or four Robins now. Okay. There's what's Damian the, Wayne, as I think is Robin? the most current Robin. What's the circus one? He came from the circus. Dick Grayson. And then there's the Jason Todd one. Jason Todd and becomes Red Hood. Jason Todd, is that who Gordon Levitt played in? Yes. Okay. I, or no, he played Dick Grayson. He picked, played Dick Grayson. He played Dick Grayson. Red Hood. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Todd becomes Red Hood because he's tortured. Spoiler alert, because he's tortured by the Joker and he kind of goes a little nuts. He becomes like an anti-hero. I think that's the Robin they're going to go with. Because Batman can't save him in time. What if that's the Robin? He becomes disillusioned with the whole hero thing. Then you got Dick Grayson, the Flying Graysons. He becomes Nightwing. Then you got Jason Todd after him. Then after him, you got Damian Wayne, who's Batman's son with Talia al Ghul, I think. Okay. Um... I just want Michelle Pfeiffer to come back as Catwoman, and is it going to be as good as it used to? Let me. She going to be as hot as she used to. Let me finish. I, you want to see a Batman Beyond one-off? I want to see a romantic drama about Michael Keaton's Batman, Bruce Wayne, and Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, and they're an old couple dealing, gripping with the fact that they're senior citizens. They are 60s in their 60s. And she's retired, and he's retired, and Gotham is maybe a better place, and it's the, the whole movie takes place in Wayne Manor, and they're just this older couple fighting the urge to go and, and, and relive the things that they used to do. But and I it's just feel like, like you a, could make that movie without Batman being involved. That could just be a movie about but two that's people. why it would be so cool, because it's like, it's a one-off movie with... Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman and and Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. I guess. And it's like, it's in that kind of Tim Burton-y universe. And it's a one-off just romantic drama. It's like similar to like... I guess, but Tim like Burton how, with how romantic I want, drama doesn't How work. I want Guardians 3 to be like the first rom-com in the universe where it's like no. Thor basically plays Hitch and has to show Star-Lord how to get Gamora to fall back in love with him because it's this new Gamora. It's the 2014 version it's of like Gamora. It's like The Notebook. Yeah. Like, embrace the genre, but, like, make other genre... Like, embrace the superhero aspect genre, but, like, just make straight-up genre films. That makes sense to me on the very basis level of what you just said. But certain genre films do not go well. I don't think anybody's going to go and pay... Good hard-earned American HBO dollars Max, dude. to go watch. Cut, cut a, cut an a old Batman. Batman be sad with his wife or whatever you're talking about for a you drama. Know, and like he walks around with a cane and he's got a metal knee and you know. You should read or watch The Return of the Dark Knight. That's kind of similar. Yeah, that would be awesome. It's about Batman, who and that was originally where I thought Ben Affleck was taking it. It's about a Batman who is old, and he stopped being Batman for a while. Then he starts training this other Robin, and he ends up going back to being Batman, but he he's old and fucking broken down. He stopped being Batman for a while. He's got body problems. He's got a heart issue. I think, if I remember, Alfred's dead. It's like, it's a, well, it's Alfred would be dead Batman. in this movie, too. It's yeah. an old Batman. And in The Return of the Dark Knight, he has to come back and basically out of retirement. He legitimately has a heart attack fucking during, during his night out. Like, it's... He actually legitimately has health problems and cannot be Batman. But he still, out of his sense of duty and justice, tries to... You like Logan, right? The film? Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of, like, 
Unforgiven. You could do like Shane. a Logan style. It's like like a what like, like has like those Western way. tones yeah. to it. Like a like a. That's what I'm talking. Hero's about. gonna die in the end. Suicide mission. That's what I'm talking about. You know that I'm fine with. Batman in a mansion with his wife being old and wishing they had could relive their glory days. That's a whole different. That's a whole different genre. Okay. Man, my, my, not your genre. That's not my genre. Not your genre. I don't think that's a lot of people's genre for Batman fans. That's a Bruce Springsteen movie. That's a Bruce Springsteen a, movie. That's not that a sounds Bruce like, Wayne it movie. It sounds like Racing in the Street or The River. Yeah, that's not a Bruce Wayne movie. Bruce. <laughs> wrong Bruce. Yeah, wrong Bruce. The two Bruces. Good Bruce. Not, not the right last uh, one. One of, my, one of my really good friends, Joe, but you know, I know you know Joe. Uh, the listeners do, but he, they got a cat like five or six, you know, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what's the cat's name? There's a black cat. And he's like, Bruce. And I'm like, oh, like after Springsteen. And he goes, no, after Wayne. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Okay. We got a, uh, yeah, we got a black cat. That was one of my initial. Bruce. Yeah. What's your cat's names again? Uh, Well, the black cat's name is actually Ash. Oh, yeah. Ash short for Evil Dead. Ashley J. Williams. Short for Evil Dead, yes. Yeah. The shirt I'm wearing right now. And what's the other cat? Blondie. After Debbie Harry? After the shelter named her Blondie and we didn't want to change it. Oh. So, <laughs> that's about it. Right on. Yeah. She already had a name in a previous life. Uh, the other one, they found him in the Wendy's parking lot. So. Oh. Yeah. So we could just name him whatever. Because he was Got abandoned in a Wendy's parking lot. lot. Yeah. I was going to name him Dave Thomas. Like the guy who made Wendy's. Didn't go I know over. who Dave Thomas is. I know. Is. I well, there's also the so comedian well. Dave Thomas from, but was that him and Rick Moranis did, remember the S- SCTV? Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. that Dave Thomas. They were the Canadian guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they made, uh, what's that movie? I know, that's what I'm trying to think of. What's, I can see the VHS cover. Um, what is the name of the movie? I don't know. Fuck, yeah. Talk for a second. Where they're after the, up, where they're after radio, the, the, with the beer company. Um, I'm just going to yell it into my phone. Rick Moranis. Uh, Rick Moranis, Dave Thomas film. We need to bring Rick Moranis back. Somebody bring Rick Moranis back. He's not coming back. Uh, strange, I know. Strange Brew. Strange Brew. Strange Brew. I know he left Hollywood to care for his ailing wife and his family and raise his kids and all that. And that's He's a honorable. good man. He's a good man, but God damn it, get Rick Moranis back. I know, I miss Rick Moranis. In this day and age of dredging up anything for nostalgia for money, <coughs> you telling me that the cultural strip mining going on, we can't strip mine out Rick Moranis? Put him in that new Ghostbusters. No. Is that co- when is that coming out? It was supposed to come out this summer. I know. When is that? Did they ever say? You're 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 asking a guy who doesn't know. Oh, I don't know. I thought maybe you heard something. I no. just never heard anything again. I saw the trailer and I was like, oh. Okay. Uh, I never the saw No it Time to Die final trailer came out today, and that's supposedly coming out in November. November I heard 20th. that. I want to see. And I'm like rolling my eyes, going, "That's not going to happen." I want to see Bill and Ted. Do you, I like the Mulan. I keep seeing Mulan trailers now. I well, now, how it funny comes out is that? tomorrow. I've heard good reviews of what Mulan. Mulan. Oh my god! But I also pay seven dollars a month or or ten dollars a month. Thirty dollars plus thirty. No, you have to be subscribed to Disney Plus. Which I am. Then you have to pay thirty dollars on top of that because that's the audacity of the mouse right now. That's insane. Here's the bottom line: Am I going to pay thirty dollars to watch Mulan? No. Want to know why? I didn't like the original. That wasn't my jam. The original's a classic. It's fine. Well, this movie has absolutely almost nothing to do other than the name that's Mulan. My point. Almost nothing. But that's, it's straight up just a Chinese action movie. You can tell they made it. It's really. It's not. This is not for Americans. This is not for you. No, it's for the Chinese. You are, yes, you are a byproduct. You are getting the the leftovers of this Mulan movie. This is designed for the Chinese box office. Right. The original Mulan, I don't think, was designed very much for Chinese. That was designed for Americans. No, it had Eddie Murphy playing a dragon yeah. and, and a bunch of songs sung by, uh, what's his face, um, from uh, uh, I'm a little bit country, it's, uh, I'm a little bit rock no, stop. and roll. What's, what's his name? No. Why, uh, Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond. <laughs> In the Chinese version, that character, and who sings all those songs? Yeah. You know who that is? No. Who plays the Chinese Donny Osmond? Who? Jackie Chan. Really? Action Kung Fu star Jackie Chan plays Donny Osmond's character and sings the songs. Like, let's get down to business, all the songs. No, that's Donny Osmond singing. Let's get down to business. In the Chinese version, it's Jackie Chan singing the songs. He sings them in Chinese. Oh, really? He plays the character, yes. He's the voice of that character and does all the songs. Why wouldn't we just have Jackie Chan in the American version? He doesn't speak good English. Oh. He's very self-conscious of his English. He dubs, uh, he has himself dubbed in a lot of his older movies. Right. Nowadays, he does his own English, right. 
but for almost his whole career for the English releases, he was like a director or producer. He had himself dubbed out. He's very self-conscious. I kind of fell off with Jackie Chan after the tuxedo. I love Jackie Chan. Well, his American movies are garbage. But you got to watch Operation Condor 1 and 2. I've seen it. Fantastic Those movies. Uh, Thunderbolt. Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble Rocks is another American movie. I'm talking about his Chinese movies. Oh, okay. His Golden Pictures productions, I think it's called. Oh. Like the Hong Kong movies that he puts out. I've seen a few of them. His old ones, Drunken Master, all the police stories. Police Story 1 through like 6. I've never seen the Police Story movies. Oh, those are some of his best movies. Really? Yeah. Police Story 1 and 2 are fantastic. Huh. It is nuts. Any movie with Sammo B. Hung either. Sammo B. is another. He's a real, not really fat, but he's kind of a large dude. Large. He's a very large man martial arts expert and wild when you see this man who's like 350 pounds doing kung fu that can keep up with like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. It's wild. So him and uh, Jackie Chan have several movies together where they play like comedic partners together and they're yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Sam Obi Hung's also in some of the It Man movies with Donnie Yen. Not a big fan of It Man. One and two are okay. It started a little comedic after that. It Man's about the guy who trained his name is Ip Man. He's, he yeah. trained Bruce Lee. He's Bruce Lee's teacher. Really? Taught him the Wing Chun style of Kung Fu. I like a lot of Kung Fu movies as well. Dude, that's awesome. Horror and Kung Fu. I know. That's always that's been... my strange you, But because of you, you got me into They Live. A classic, John which, Carpenter. Which I never would have watched had it not been for you. And fucking Rowdy Rowdy Piper was phenomenal in that movie. He's phenomenal in that movie. So it's Keith David as right, a, in Keith a supporting David role where they beat each other for 15 because minutes. Because I got into John Carpenter past Halloween. And The Thing. Yeah. Well, no. The Thing. Yeah. The Thing. Yeah. 1982's The Thing. The greatest horror movie ever made. Would you say that? I would argue it. Because I... So, like, I... Because it's, it's kind of similar to Alien. Sure. In certain ways. Sure. And it came out after Alien. Sure. I think it's far superior Yes and no. I, I don't, I don't want to undercut how great Ridley Scott and Sigourney Weaver. Alien has the benefit of like Jaws, where less is more. Right. Whereas the things just in, in your Carpenter's face. the thing. They're like, look at this gross shit, and this fucked up, and like right. you know, you have a pile of dogs congealed as one monster. Right. You got a guy's head climbing off his body. I just rewatched it like six months. It's still ago. there's it some there's up. some wonkiness here and there, but it largely holds Carpenter up. Carpenter did practical Big effects. Trouble World China too, right? Yes. See, that movie was the fine. practical effects really hold up. The movie was fine because they both have my man in them. Kurt Russell. Oh my god. Well, you know my favorite. Fucking, I love Kurt Russell. I, I've still never seen Escape from L.A., but Escape from New York is one of my favorite movies. You've never seen Escape from L.A. Never seen genuinely. The I've genuinely never. Bruce seen Campbell's it. in Escape from L.A. No shit. He plays. He Came plays ninety six. Right. Yeah. He plays an L.A. crazy. He's a crazed plastic surgeon with giant lips and like super cheekbones. He gives everybody insane plastic surgery. He's like an insane man. Cause he like, plays a great character, like a little villain. Gun to my head. Steve uh, Buscemi's in it. Escape, Not great, Escape but he's from in New it. York is my favorite John Carpenter film. Really? Yeah. Snake Plissken is your man, huh? That movie's so dope. And what's his face? Isaac Hayes? Um, plays the cab driver. Uh, uh, is, it, is, it, is it Ernest Borgnine that plays the cab? Who plays the cab driver? I don't recall. Isaac Hayes plays the villain. Yeah, no, he's great. He's yeah. phenomenal in the movie. Um, that might be my favorite Carpenter film. Really? Well, mm, Halloween. I lied. Halloween, the Escape from New York, Mine's the Thing, the thing but, and then They Live. But I, I do respect Halloween, but I, I've never been a big Halloween guy. I've never been oh, a big first slasher one. movie guy. I love horror movies, but, that's the, the first but slasher movies slasher are like movie. my least it's favorite. It's a psychological movie. thriller. Sure, yeah. The first one is. Then, yeah. it, then it went, it derailed. Most slasher movies, the first one tends to be a lot more psychological, and then they just... They think that people liked the killing, and then they kind of just keep doing that for the rest of them. So Kurt Russell's like your 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 guy. Well, for that period, for like the eighties, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. for sure. That's interesting. Like current actors right now. Well, no, that's a different conversation. Because like I, I love Patrick Sway- Swayze in the eighties. Sure. Like fucking Roadhouse. Yeah, he did some bangers. That was great. The Outsiders. Okay. They go and bone pony boy. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, School maybe not like that more than anything. We had to read it and watch it in school, and that kind of put me off. Yeah. But Kurt Russell, anything he's in, like, he's one of those very few actors where almost anything he's in 
I will watch, and it's got value to me in some way. Even Captain Ron. Wow. I haven't seen that movie in 20 years. It still has value to me. When he's on that fucking pirate shit, like with his hanging out the window yeah, with yeah, the eye yeah, patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is still, he's just so likable as any character that it like carries the movie. Uh, same way now with like Leonardo DiCaprio. Anything Leonardo DiCaprio's in, I'm going to watch it. Because I know regardless of the movie, he's going to be good in it. And he's going to be enough to carry it usually for me. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a big fan of The Great Gatsby. And I despise I, okay. I despise the movie Revolutionary Road, and I've seen it twice. I just don't like it. Mm, but yeah, every I, other I movie with DiCaprio. Every other movie with DiCaprio, I love it. Every single movie. He's just one of those actors where I feel like when he, when I like I said when I see him, I know the movie's going to be of some quality. Right. I can guarantee I won't be asleep the whole movie. Right. And even if I don't like the movie, I'll like his performance in it enough to you know to spend my time watching. it. I love The Revenant. Yes, that movie had quite an effect on me in in that it in the theater is a movie that just makes you cold and damp and dismal feeling. You just the whole movie is just so it's such a downer and it's such a cold. Like I had to, I watched it at home and I had to like oh you didn't see it in the theater no I had to get like a blanket I I was like it made me physically like feel bad watching it the whole time because you just you know where it's going you know how it's gonna end. I mean, you don't know, but you know, yeah. and just the, you know, every, when he gets dry and then he goes and he falls through the ice and he's in the water, you're just like, oh my God, the whole time you're just, it's a whole journey of just miserable, miserable revenge. Tom Hardy, you can't understand a word he's saying. God bless his soul. Every movie Tom Hardy's in. So I watched Warrior for the first time when COVID first started. What is Warrior? Dude, you've never seen Warrior? No. All right, I'm not going to tell you anything else. Watch the movie Warrior. It will be automatically right out of the gate one of your favorite sports films of all time. Sports films? Well, you know who you're talking to, right? All right. You like Rocky One? You like The Fighter? Sure. I've never seen The Fighter. You've never seen The Fighter? Little Christian Bale? Yeah. I've never seen The Fighter. Oh, dude. I heard good things. I've Sports movies, I don't know why. They just, I can't all right, get into it. I shouldn't have sold it to you as a sports movie. You should watch Warrior. Though. What is it about? What's I don't want to. I don't want to. What sport? UFC, MMA. No, all right. Yeah, you lost me. You lost me. It could be. All right. Tom Hardy. Who's in it? Tom Hardy and Nick Nolte. Okay. Nick Nolte. Is he like the wrestler? I love the wrestler. Darren Aronofsky is the wrestler. The wrestler was a good movie. That movie. It was a sad it's good such movie. Such a downer. Yeah, it's a sad ass movie. But. When respect, it's a good when movie. they hire Springsteen to write a song for a movie, he's done it three times. Philadelphia, bald my eyes out. <laughs> yeah, there's one. Yeah. Dead Man Walking with Susan Sarandon and uh, Sean Penn. Okay. Have you seen that? No. That's a, it's a literally about a guy on death row. Okay. And The Wrestler. The Green Mile and The Wrestler. Okay. So uh, my point is, like, that's you know what you're getting. Yeah. It's going to be a downer. Um, check out. Anyways, my point is, Warrior Tom Hardy is the most underrated actor of our generation. I liked him in Venom. I, the movie, eh, not so much. He was great. Yeah. Um. Why, why are you shaking? You don't like not a big Tom Hardy. You ever seen Lawless? Maybe. Have you seen the new Capote film? No. It's good. It's it's not what you would want to watch. But from what it is... Did you see Bronson? Yeah. He's great in Bronson. That's Dude. the first thing I think I ever saw him in. Dude. Might have been and Bronson. Bane. He played Bane. I, he was, I did not like... Why? I didn't like that whole movie. Why? It was funny. It was so bad. What? Yeah. I hated that movie. Dark Knight Rises is Well, you don't like Anne Hathaway. To me. It's not even really Anne Hathaway, even though she's really... You could cut her out of the whole movie and nothing would change. She's just she's just there. Nothing changes if you cut her out of the whole movie. She has no effect on anything. But I don't know. I just didn't like that movie at all. I get it. It it's very dated. It almost seems at this point. He was really very, well. Bane's like a, a symbol of like remember like the Occupy Wall Street and all that. Right. He's very much like it's just directly ripped from the headlines. The way they went with him on that, and just their portrayal of him was weird. And then Tom Hardy was weird with the it was just funny 
I don't know. It was okay. just almost funny. The okay. whole thing. That whole intro scene with Bane on the plane is... For you. Yeah, that's been memed into absolute oblivion. So even before the movie came out, I was already laughing at it. And I went and saw... I saw it twice. I saw... I saw... I went to Chicago, and I went to the IMAX theater at Navy, Navy Pier, Pier to see Mission Impossible 5 or 4. Okay. Because they had... It is an exclusive at IMAX theaters, that whole intro Bane on a plane scene before the movie came out. Okay. The only way you could watch that whole scene. Is that the only reason why you went to go see Mission Impossible? Yes, it was. Because I don't like those movies. I went to go see that with my friends at the time and my roommates. We went to go see the movie just to see the Batman teaser that was like the three and a half minute, four minute scene of Bane on a plane. And it was the funniest shit ever. We were laughing our asses off. Because it was so st- incredibly stupid. The whole the whole scheme, the whole plot, the way that they do it, the execution, it's all hilariously over the top and bad. I think be coming off of Dark Knight and coming off of the Joker and, and Two-Face and their performances and everything else, it was just... They shouldn't have, they shouldn't have made it, or I don't know what they should have done, but it was just funny. See, I loved it. it. It was so bad to me that it was like funny. Interesting. I don't know. Um, I wish we could end on a happier note, but we're out of time. I want to thank you for coming on my show today. Uh, you're not on so, you're not on social media, so Follow I me, can't uh, really plug in you in the parking lot at Walmart. Uh, you can help me unload my groceries. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you later.